7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It's Wednesday. We're back with a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Your chance to win a bottle of Talon Wine today. Perfect to pair with whatever you're pulling out of the oven. If you're out grilling, they got you covered there too. So somebody will walk away with a bottle of Talon Wine today. Can text or call us on the team text line, 970-242-1340. All right, so busy show. We got uh, Avs Radio Voice Connor McGahee coming up at 840 this morning. He had the call last night. The Avalanche went in overtime. Nathan McKinnon, 32 seconds into the extra period, uh, finds a back of the net. Valerian Chuskin with a huge game last night. Colorado beats the Islanders. They've won five of their last six. They lead Winnipeg by a point in the Central Division right now. So we'll talk with Connor about uh, the Avs' victory last night. Also um, victorious last night, the 13th-ranked Colorado State Rams men's basketball team. Taking on New Mexico last night. And CSU. Now 13-1. and one. Handing the Lobos their first conference loss. Also handing New Mexico their second loss of the season. Two really good basketball teams scoring off last night. As the Rams get the victory behind Patrick Cartier's 21 points. We'll talk with Brian Roth about that coming up after a bit. It was, it was doing a little sports grazing last night. Watched um, St. John's and Butler. Nice. Rick Patino and Thad Mata. And Thad got tossed last night. How things have changed for yeah. the coaches of Louisville and Ohio State. Exactly. That was my thought. It's like they these guys. used to play each other when they were separated by 100 miles. Now they. Now they have to. They, now they have to play each other. Didn't Thad Mata do the Urban Meyer retire for his health? I think so. Yeah. He was your guy for a while, Ohio yeah. State. How uh, how's Butler's? Helping his health. Uh, not great because yeah. <laughs> the blood pressure was pretty high because he got that's, tossed. That's why he quit Ohio State is because it's spend more time with family. Apparently, they yeah. live at Hinkle Fieldhouse. <laughs> I'm not bitter about this sort of thing. Uh, no. I no, like you're... Chris Holtman, speaking of Butler. I really like him, and I think he's doing great things for the program. But Thad Mata had us in national championship games. Yeah. Chris Holtman has us losing to Old Dominion. No offense. I think isn't uh, Ohio State like in the Fox game this weekend, I believe? I think they're on like the national. I hope so. National game, I believe. There are times they're playing and I click on TV and it's like WABC TV 8. Like, <laughs> oh, that's not good. Catch them on the CW. If you're a Big Ten team and you're not even nat- you're not even nationally available. Yikes. Yeah. Like All they right. put Iowa football on TV every week. They can't throw <laughs> Ohio State basketball on there. Hey, stop. Stop piling on. Stop. They got to the Big Ten title game. Yeah. We swore more from the free throw stop. line than <laughs> Iowa does. Stop. Leave them alone. All right. Okay. Mr. My team's going to the playoffs. And okay, get it. But but that's then you so guys weird. lost to Missouri. So not that yeah, that's not true. the Missouri. Gonna be fair. To be fair to mm-hmm. Missouri, 
It's a good football team. Yeah. Our quarterback in that game hasn't registered for selective service yet. <laughs> so let's not forget that part either. Coach Dan, I'm really excited hey, about playing today. Coach Dan, this is great. What time should my mom drop me off at the stadium? I will say, I was talking to our guy, Nate. He's an Ohio State fan, too, yeah. about that game. He was, like, he was in a uh, bad state yesterday. Yeah. He he spent last week in a football stupor, which is really nice. But it ended with Ohio State. He said he didn't shower for five days. Yeah, I heard that. I'm like, that's the dream. <laughs> Watching football for five days. No, don't need a shower. shower. But I was like, watching that Ohio State game, I understood that that kid was 18, the Keinholz kid or whatever. Right. And I was like, and Ohio State fans were booing the crap out of him. I'm like, stop. <laughs> this is what makes us look bad. Just stop. This kid literally was in calculus <laughs> at high school six months ago. Stop. He can't beat Missouri. Who's He's still dealing with acne, with back acne, yeah. okay? Give this kid a cut him some slack. Yeah, no kidding. And he wasn't expected to dress it is, for this game a month ago. Of course, it doesn't help when like, well, Tennessee's freshman quarterback was brilliant. Yeah, against an Iowa defense that's really good. That's true. But um, it's their highest scoring not, unit not, on not, the season. Not, not very good that game against Tennessee. No, as it turns out. Yikes. There, but the freshman quarterback for Ohio State hadn't played but like five snaps all year. Yeah. I think. A little more than Aaron Rodgers, but it's like you have Honda McCord oh, now at Syracuse, and then Devin Brown gets hurt. You're like, oh, yeah. great. We've got uh, we got more on we got stuff on Aaron Rodgers later. Speaking of moron, oh, we'll save it. We're gonna have uh, we're actually moving forward down territory to the nine o'clock hour. Yeah, one of our few little wrinkles changes yeah. we're making for for 2024. But he got some sound from uh, from McAfee yesterday from Rodgers. Who Kimmel and him have a history mm-hmm. going back and forth. You can take shots at somebody, but then there are things you say yeah. that can get you sued. You can say, I think your opinion's crazy and it's wacky and I Yeah. And, and I and I don't agree this. with your opinion on, on whatever. But when you accuse somebody of sexual assault, mm-hmm. um any sort in, of impropriety. indiscretion with with underage individuals and where there's the, where there's no proof of that whatsoever it's just you're mad right. at that guy because that guy's made fun of you on national tv for your opinion about things and now this isn't like sports and you know just harmless jabbing and barbing like your team sucks right. no your team sucks this and- is now into the realm of fringe lunatics in this world taking matters into their own hands of, you don't have to, if you're in Rogers, you don't have to like the stuff that Kimmel has said about you mm-hmm. and your opinion about a variety of topics. And but, I would but, say you're also a grown-up, but, but when, last year with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's not. But when you accuse somebody of, of participating in sexual assault and trafficking, and trafficking with, with underage individuals or individuals, period, but with... Epstein, many of them were underage, and you're accusing somebody of that, you're you're probably going to get sued. And that's where things stand with that right now. We'll dive into that more in four down territory later on. You can say that don't like Jimmy Kimmel, think he's an idiot, whatever. That's fine. But man, mm-hmm. what what he did on the McAfee show, 
crossed crossed a line, couple, and, 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 and crossed several lines, yeah, several state lines, in terms of what you what you can and can't say. Uh, also, uh, coming up here in a little bit, nine o'clock hour around the NFL, got a little uh, interesting stat that, well, it, while Russell Wilson's being benched, but for that spark that is Jarrett Stidham, yeah, that. 16 points, baby. That you got to look beyond just the quarterback position here of off-season needs for the Broncos. It's not all about the quarterback. There's some other things here that you need to pay attention to uh, that are problems for this Broncos football team. The list of off-season needs for the Broncos starts at yes. Yeah. (laughs) What position? Yes. All of them. Look, receiver's an area. Let's let's be honest about that. Mm-hmm. While Cortland Sutton's made some big plays this year, they don't have a dynamic player on the outside right now. They just don't. That's one area that you have to look at. We'll talk more about it. We'll save that for uh, around the NFL top of next hour. So busy show today. Uh, Avs radio voice, Connor McGay. He at 840 this morning, 9 o'clock, uh, CSU voice, Brian Roth. So it's a busy show today. Can text or call us, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. All right, so we have a, a lot to get to on the program this morning. Yeah, I didn't, didn't want to get all the, the Kimmel stuff, but that is something we're talking about in four-down territory. Of Because um, it's a big story. Yeah. It's, um, you know, they've had a feud for a long time. Get that, understand that. But there are lines you just, man, you just can't cross. And now it's no longer just kind of an athlete and... Comedian TV, guy, TV yeah. TV guy have this random feud. Now it's it's getting into a place where there is not much sane thought with the accusations that Aaron Rodgers has put out there. Yeah, exactly. And where you're you're rooting for him to be on this list of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, how about how about Jimmy's wife? His kids. How about how about his family? How about the? Uh, I mean, right? And he, expecting he, Aaron Rodgers to care, care about, about that, that sort of thing is, 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 is exactly. I mean, it, it should be correct. It should be something you think about. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I may not like him, but I don't do this family. I don't know his family, and that's not fair to them. They're 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 innocent bystanders in this. The only person Aaron Rodgers cares about is the guy that lives in his mirror. Once again. Denver dodged a bullet by him not coming to play for the Broncos. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett might still be your head coach. Yeah, I'm... Oh, not that not that bullet. Yeah. All right, so 7-Eleven. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. You can text or call his team. Text line today, 970-242-1340. It's time for... What's happening? And it's brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. By partnering with your business, they maximize your investment and ensure your office technology is working efficiently. They can help you with network support, cybersecurity, your business phone system, or surveillance. Call them today at ComWest. They can help your business 970-242-8142 or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, uh, can you uh, cue the music for me, Maestro? Oh, yeah, it's been so long since uh, they won while I was here. Let me... 
Nathan McKinnon's overtime goal gave the Avalanche a 5-4 home win over the New York Islanders Tuesday night. McKinnon found the back of the net 32 seconds into the extra period to give Colorado their fifth victory in the last six games. Avs coach Jared Bednar says they started slow but played well enough to get the win. They capitalized on their chances, and we were having a tough time putting ours in the back of the net, especially in the first period. But to sort of bounce back in the second and square the game, we, we, we felt like if we kept playing the same way, fix a couple things on the defensive side of it, that we would uh, give ourselves a chance. Malari Nachushkin scored twice with Jonathan Druin posting a two-point night for the Avs. Cutter leads the Central Division by point over Winnipeg as they play at Dallas tomorrow night. The Team Sports Network will have with pregame. At 5.30 in a battle of two 12-1 teams, the 13th-ranked Cutterville State men's basketball team defeated New Mexico 76-68 Tuesday night at Moby Arena. Rams big man Patrick Cartier led the way with 21 points with Isaiah Stevens adding 18 points. The win moves CSU to 13-1 and 1-0 and in the Mountain West. The CU men play at 10th-ranked Arizona tomorrow night. The cover of bus women's basketball team continues to climb in the rankings. CU moved to 5th in the latest AP Top 25 poll after 11, their 11-point 11 win. Over 12th-ranked Utah, CU's Jalen Sherrod was also named the ESPN National Player of the Week after scoring 34 points in the victory over the Utes. 11-1 CU plays at Arizona Friday night. The Colorado Mesa women's basketball team is back at Brownson Arena this weekend when they host CSU Pueblo and New Mexico Islands. Friday night, they welcome in the Thunderwolves, a 7-6 team that's won back-to-back games before the holiday break by at least 22 points. Mavs head coach Taylor Wagner says they're a dangerous team that can score in bunches. I think they're better than what their record is showing right now, and they always will play us really tough. And so that's you know that's what we're telling our kids: like whatever you see on film, times that by ten because they're gonna they're gonna play hard, and compete. Maverick men's basketball team is also back at home this weekend after the holiday break. Before the time off, they went one and one at a conference crossover tournament in Las Vegas. They beat Simon Fraser but fell to West Texas A&M, eighty-one to sixty-six. CMU head coach Mike DeGeorge says it was a pair of games full of lessons, both good and bad. I think we can learn and grow from it a lot. Did not shoot it well. And on a bigger picture, you know, we just need to be better in the half court when we're forced to play there. And, and it led to some not great shots, uh, which I think then hurt guys' confidence. And then, you know, they aren't making shots they should be making. Just like the women, the Maverick men host CSU Pueblo Friday night in New Mexico Island Saturday. Our women's coverage both nights starts at 5.15 with the men at 7.30. And Maverick basketball brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm. By the way... Happy birthday to Maverick coach Mike DeGeorge. It's Mike's birthday today. Oh, nice. I did not realize we were within a week of each other. And um, our uh, friend Jeff Miller, colleague, mm-hmm. his wife, Shanna, it's her birthday today as well. Oh, nice. Look at so that. happy birthday to both of them. All right, to 714, Jim along with the Buckeye boy today. You can text or call us on the team. Text line 970-242-1340. Coming up, uh, we'll talk with Rob Ames, Delta Panthers boys basketball coach. It's our uh, first game of our Highway 50 game of the week over the monkey when uh, the Delta boys and girls play host to Centauri Friday night. So we'll talk with Rob coming up in just a little bit. All right, uh, we'll take a break and come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network online at theteam1340.com. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 718. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. All right, uh, Avalanche in action last night at uh, Ball Arena, taking on the New York Islanders. To look at the standings, the Avalanche, uh, after the win last night, 5-4 to four in overtime 
over the Islanders. That uh, the Abs with a, a one point lead over the Winnipeg Jets. They also lead Dallas by three points in the Central Division standings. You know, facing an Islanders team last night that um, you know third in the in the Metropolitan Division. Now seventeen and ten. So facing a a pretty good New York Islanders team last night. Avalanche had to come back, had to rally three different times in the game, but they get the 5-4 to four victory. Nathan McKinnon scoring 32 seconds into overtime to get the 5-4 victory. It's the fifth win for the Avalanche in their last six games. And the Stars were shining last night. McKinnon with the big goal set up by Kale McCarr and Miko Rantanen. Nachushkin was huge last night. Valerie Nachushkin mm-hmm. had a huge game because he drew a penalty that provided the op- late in regulation that provided the opportunity um, you know, that uh, the Avalanche took advantage of 32 seconds into overtime. Uh, Three-point night for McKinnon and McCarr. Miko Rantanen had two assists. But uh, Valerie Nachushkin, two goals last night. And after the game, Jared Bednar talking about... Uh, the choo-choo train, Valari Nachushkin, who has been on an incredible run as of late. He was awesome tonight. Our big guys were all good, you know. I think they would. They have three points each, valid two goals. Yeah, I, I think just he's just establishing himself net front, you know. Like we wanted to sort of repeat the third period from the other night, and um, part of that is shooting the puck, and part of that is getting multiple players to the net front to battle for screens, tips, rebounds, etc. And, um, you know, Val's the first guy going there, you know, and he got rewarded twice for it tonight and won even strength and um, the one at the end of the game. And then even to draw the penalty at the end of the game, he's just driving his legs and, and taking it into seams. And, I mean, he, he was awesome tonight. All right, there's Jared Bednar. And the Avalanche, along with Nachushkin, having a huge game last night. Jonathan Druin has started to figure some things out. Remember, he's best known mm-hmm. for, for playing junior hockey, winning a title with Nathan McKinnon up in Canada. And the thought was that, that Druin would be the perfect addition on the top line with McKinnon. Hasn't necessarily worked out that way to start the season. But Druin has started to figure some things out. He's got 10 points in his last 10 games. And he's uh, been playing on that that top line occasionally as well, and so the, with Druin with him starting to figure some things out, um, Nachushkin the way he's been playing, Miko Rantanen has started to get it going after Tori Lickinen's dad took some shots at him <laughs> on yeah. Finnish TV. That Mr. Electric, yeah. I'm sorry that my dad said those things about you, Moose. Hey, hey, calm down. I'm very emotional because you're my Sorry, friend. Sorry, I'm so emotional. No, like th- this team, they lost that five out of six, right, to start December and November. Start now they December. won five out of six. Now they won five out of six. The loss in there is an overtime loss to Arizona, which you look at and you're like, oh, that's not good. And then another loss at Chicago, and they're just. Well, the, the Arizona loss where they blew a four-goal lead. They blew lead. a four-goal lead. But other than that, I think people don't realize, and I didn't realize either, they are one point back of Boston for most in the National Hockey League yeah. right now. They're tw- they have 24 wins. That's one fewer than the Rangers to lead the league. 
And they're ahead of their division. They're tops in the West. Remember how hot the Vegas Golden Knights were? Yeah. They've got, they they've, got, they've got more points than the Vegas Golden Knights right now. Yeah. And so I, I still think there's something missing. I don't, I don't mean to say that they don't have it somewhere. It's just not coming to the forefront. There's something that's just not the same about this team as the one that won the Cup two years ago. But I think, you know, we... We get caught up in the game in, game out results. Like, oh, they blew a four-goal lead to Arizona. Yeah, they've won seven of ten, though. I think that that was the number. Yeah, it's seven of their last ten. It's like, well, I mean, they lost to Winnipeg. Well, Winnipeg's one point behind them in the Central. Yeah, that's a good team. They lost at Chicago. Well, okay. They lost at Chicago, who's got a really good young piece in Connor Bedard. Other than that, they're not very good, but they still have 11 wins, so they got 10 other teams, right. too. And that's the thing I keep talking about, like, when Sam from Fruta calls in, because Sam, mm-hmm. diehard Avalanche fan, gets exasperated with them, like a lot of people do, yeah. that they can they can look so good one night mm-hmm. and then, like, say, go to Arizona and blow, blow a four-goal lead. And after that, you just handle them four-to-one a right. couple nights prior to that uh, over at Ball Arena, that there's a lot of pieces still coming together. Druin, you know, Hanson, Ross Colton. There, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. Sammy Gerrard's now back with them after he took the time off to deal with some some alcohol abuse and mental health issues that they've been shorthanded. Manson's been hurt at times. I mean, McCarr was out for a little bit. And they've had a lot of things to deal with. New faces in there. Right. You're right. There's still a piece missing, and I still feel like, and Arturi Likin is still out, Yeah, that you're still missing a Landeskog, a Kadri, a guy that impacts the team on both ends mm-hmm. of the ice, the way both of those guys can. Guy's going to bring some grit, some toughness, some physicality, along with score a timely goal, and and provides that 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 kind of play. Avs don't really have that guy right now. They no, they don't. They're they're still on the front half of the season. They're still on the inside of the All Star break, if you will. The trade deadline's still two months away. There's a lot of time for this to get, I hate to say righted, because they have 51 points and Boston's got 52 to lead the National Hockey League. And everybody's like, wow, Boston's just killing people. Well, well the Avs have more wins. <laughs> you know, yeah. Boston's just gone, has more overtime losses. And so I hate to say that it's there's still time to get right because that would imply that they're wrong. They're not. They're the best right. team in the Western Conference right now. They have a chance to find that missing piece. And you keep, you, I said, you keep, you got to look at the standings. You got to pull back a little bit. And you got to go, okay, yeah, there's some ugly losses there. Mm-hmm. there there's no doubt there's some ugly losses during this first There are some part. games in there that they have no business winning also. Right. And they win them just because they're that damn talented. Mm-hmm. They have three of the very best players in the league in McKinnon, McCarr, and yeah. Randon. And, and then you, you have to continually remind yourself I don't need Georgiev to be his sharpest. At Christmas, I need that at Memorial Day. <laughs> yep, I, I, I need him to be good when the when the Stanley Cup playoffs begin. So you kind of have to, you know. All right, this we're jockeying for playoff position because I don't think they're really in danger of missing the playoffs. Now you're jockeying for position, get everybody healthy. You know, you still got forty some games to go, so just keep plugging along, and things will shake themselves out. Yeah, I, I just think it's one of those things where you you can't overreact. 
I'm as guilty as that as the next person with, man, come on, Arizona, Chicago, these teams suck. What are you doing here? And you're like, oh, okay, you still have the most points in the in the Western Conference and so tied with Vancouver, I know. And then you're like, okay, all right, all right, I guess it's not that bad. Because considering, like I said, all the things I mentioned, mm-hmm. the, the the new personnel, injuries, all those things, you have to factor that in. Everything and then you look, that could spin this team into disaster. And look where they are right now. Yeah. One point away from being the top team in the NHL. Not the top team in the Western Conference, the, the top league. team in the entire league. Yeah. And they and they it's just like they haven't. They're not, they're not running on all eight cylinders just yet. They're not. That's what's scary about this team. Mm-hmm. Scary good and scary fun is that they're not playing their best hockey, and they'd be the first ones to tell you that. And that's where the Devon Taves thing, where there are people, oh, you know, when we had Connor on, because it was like, that's a loser talk about, you know, kind of calling guys out a little bit. We got 14 guys that are on the same page and six mm-hmm. that aren't. Well, since he made those statements public, this team's played better hockey. Yeah. Yeah, they and, have. And, and, and so, and to me, when that comes from a veteran guy like Devon Taves, that you take that seriously. That's not a guy that just casually is going to fire off some, some idiot <laughs> comment. It's like, look, we can be better than this. We should be better than this. Well, and, and that, it's, it's a league-wide thing, right? If guys are saying that out loud... You know it's been said in the room privately Absolutely and no it one's taking it. It's not landing the way he wants it to. It's not football where guys just go out or basketball where guys just blast somebody like a stray sniper shot. No, this was targeted and directed at guys he's already said it to privately. Yeah, there's he did not say anything that he hasn't already said to those guys face to face. And if you have a problem with it, you know where to find him. Exactly. You can go go chat with Devon Taves and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that's that's not not prone to making just. What was the last time you heard Devon Taves say anything provocative? Yeah, <laughs> never. never. And that what he said here a couple of weeks ago wasn't provocative. No, it was factual. Yeah, I and and they've and they seem like they've responded to that since then. Mm-hmm. And a guy that's been underachieving like Druin, last 10 games, he's been really good. Nachushkin, after the debacle last year in Seattle, he's been brilliant this season. And when he was playing great when they won the Cup, you know, that that was a big, big plus for them. Yeah. And and right now, he's, he's you know, he's in that upper echelon of, of guys in the, in, in the Avs right now playing some great hockey. Yeah, all, whatever all happened in Seattle has kind of righted itself. Yeah. You know, what, ever since the birth of his baby girl, mm-hmm. and obvi- I'm assuming the relationship between him and his wife, that that has improved, that a has improved bit. dramatically, that, um, that that's been good for him to get his life and get his game back in order. Uh, we'll have the Avalanche and the Stars tomorrow night right here on the team. Uh, pre-game at 5.30, Connor McGahee will join us coming up at 8.40 this morning to talk about the last night's win over the Islanders. And if you got a, got a question for Connor, always glad to offer those up from you, Pyle. Uh, you can uh, send it to us on the, the team text phone line, 970-242-1340. We'll uh, ask Connor your question.
coming up at 840 this morning. All right. Uh, do, I, do I dare ask him about the uh, Kyle Keefe uh, parody? <laughs> I, uh, I, I really want to. Do I dare ask him that? Ow. I just oh. I hit the shelf just slapping my leg because it makes it so funny. You know, there's I, seven colors in the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, really I would, want to. I would like to think that Connor's the kind of guy that laughed his head off at that. Yeah. Because Keith was equal opportunity. He everybody that everybody. Everybody that man alive. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody I, that's I, gone through that Avs yeah. house in the last two years. I'm gonna be honest. I thought I thought he was kind to Connor. I thought he was nice to Connor. He was nicer to Connor than he was to like, like Mosier or he made Lyles Mosier or look like a frat boy. He made Rycroft look like he couldn't outwit a dog. <laughs> Get him off of me <laughs> Oh, I. This was before. I think this was after. Before or after? Because there's only those two options. Rycroft doing the spit cut. (laughs) During? Yeah. (laughs) It could be during, I guess. I I think the spit cup tape is a a month old when it came out. I can't. Okay, I'm going to approach it this way. So we saw the Kyle Keefe parody video. But we we haven't seen Kyle Keefe since. Is that you? (laughs) Can, uh,. Can we um, can we ask you? Can we talk uh, about the Kyle Keefe can, tape? Can, can, he, can, he, can you can you evaluate his impersonation yeah. of you? That's a good way to approach it, I think. Yeah, that way you can go. No, I don't want to talk no, about. I it. don't want to talk. Okay, about okay. It. All right. <laughs> good talk. Yeah, the cheese kids played really well. <laughs> yeah, we just move on to something else. It was. If you haven't seen it though, it's on uh, Kyle Keefe's. Instagram, come on, Kiefer. Oh my gosh, it's extremely it is funny. Extremely funny. It, it it makes fun of all the the people that cover the abs yeah. and on on the TV. So Lyles, like King every Goss, like everybody, yeah. every single person. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. All right, seven thirty two. Uh, Rob Ames, Delta Panthers boys basketball coach, will join us coming up in just a few minutes. It is uh, time right now for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I don't know how I came across this, but Trent Dilfer was on somebody's podcast. I don't even remember who that person is. Sorry if I don't give you credit. But he was talking about his time on TV. How the first five years he felt he was actually having an impact on the football-watching public, and then it got a little weird. I was in the lot reports, and I'd have a mom, um, a grandma, a lot of grandmas, uh, a lot of older gentlemen that weren't like football nuts, and a lot of kids come up to me randomly. They're like, oh, Dilfer, yeah, how you doing? I'm like, oh, what's this going to be? <laughs> Man, I love watching you on TV because you help me watch the game better. Yeah. Like moms, like, you yeah. know, you give me something to talk to my kids about. I had one mom start crying. We're literally, I'm, I'll never forget, I was in Chicago. I'm in that back, uh, I'm in that back part of the terminal. I'm sitting there by myself, kind of <laughs> eating snacks probably. And she comes up, and she starts crying. She goes, I have three sons. My husband's a football freak. And I never had any connection with them talking football. And I started overhearing you on Sunday mornings and Monday 
uh, pregame show, and all of a sudden I started writing the stuff down you were saying, <laughs> and I started using it with my three boys and and uh, husband, and all of a sudden they think I'm smart, uh -huh. and now we watch football together as a family, <laughs> and awesome. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. Like that's what I felt like my influence was my first five years on TV. Then it got weird. TV got weird, man. It got people telling you what you should be talking about and what was important and what wasn't important. It wasn't about football all of a sudden. The politics and the buildings started determining what people got the chance to say what, where. Mm -hmm. um, it, if it was a hot button topic that Twitter at the time was trending on, then it made the front of the show, whether it was a premier game or not. Like all these other things mm -hmm. started creeping in. Yeah, you kind of felt that with ESPN at the time. Like this is not what it used to be. Because they, they used to talk about the biggest game of the day, no matter what game it was. Now right. it's Cowboys, Lakers, LeBron, Dak, and maybe there, everything else. Gets... There's a certain set of topics that always have to be addressed every day. It's mm -hmm. like a it's 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 like it's like it's like a checklist of it's got to be LeBron and the Lakers. Yeah, got to be on there. Got to be something to do with the Cowboys mm -hmm. and Dak. There always has to be something about those particular teams, those individuals that that dominate ESPN conversation. And I remember the days. Sounds like I'm ancient. I remember the days where I could find my team's highlights on Sports Center. And now it's you're now you don't get. It's like, like it's like MTV used to play videos. Yeah. ESPN used to give you highlights and used to give you more information. Mm -hmm. Now it's 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 a it's a, it's a lot like the reality shows how they dominated MTV. Yeah. That's what it is now. It's it's the pundit shows. Pretty and, much. And, yeah. and the get ups is basically a pundit show. With a little bit of highlight and information mixed in. But a very, very yeah. little. Uh, Trent Dilfer, by the way, University of Alabama, uh, Alabama-Birmingham head coach. Mm -hmm. Remember uh, John Kitna? Yeah. His son, Jalen Kitna, transferring there from Florida. Didn't he have a... Yes. Okay. Jalen Kitna uh, served six months probation, part of a plea deal that included... Uh, Five felony child pornography charges. And I read a thing from from Trent Dilfer saying we feel like, you know, he deserves a second chance. He's gone through treatment, things like that. And that's, but he's, because Trent Dilfer's been under some fire mm -hmm. for having Jalen Kitna transfer, allowing him to transfer to University of Alabama, Birmingham. Yeah, because of Because of the past charges, allegations, mm -hmm. those kind of things. All right, seven thirty-seven. But uh, appreciate uh, the clip from Trent Dilfer. Yeah. That uh, that was interesting. Some interesting insight into his time at ESPN. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back. Delta boys basketball coach Rob Ames joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. First of all, it's hilarious. Warp twisted individuals. Yes. Yeah! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team, talking Delta boys basketball with Coach Rob Ames on the team. And joining us right now, Rob Ames, coach of Delta Panthers boys basketball team. They get ready to host Centauri coming up Friday. Rob, always appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us this morning. Happy New Year, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Happy New Year to you and your family as well, Rob. Uh, your, your team two and four after 
playing out in the Palisade uh, tournament, and uh, you got that uh, victory against uh, Montezuma Cortez to wrap up play out there. Uh, kind of take us through uh, getting your team ready to get back in the court after the holiday break. Always a challenge. Players, uh, of course, spending time with family. That's always good to, to kind of re, uh, recharge the batteries, especially for some of those football guys that uh, want to stay championship. But uh, right. But uh, how do you get them back ready to, to, to go to work in 2024 after a holiday layoff? Well, you know, Jim, the, the, part, the kind of kids that we have, they're ready to rock and roll. It's been great. We are, we're off to a great start in the gym. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, channel my inner Vance Joseph, but we've had some great practices, and I'm excited. We're ready to rock and roll. Well, Rob, your track record indicates if you say you've had a good practice, that you guys usually back that up with a really good game. Can't say that Vance Joseph always did that when he was the head coach of the Broncos <laughs> back in the day. So I, I'm a lot more confident that when you say you had a great practice, a really good practice, things are going to turn out well for your basketball team. Uh, you took uh, you know took that final win against Montezuma Cortez after a couple of losses to Southwestern League teams, Fruto Monument and, and Central, uh, close uh, loss to Central by just a couple of points in that one. But uh, got to like the way your, your guys bounce back with a 75-51 to 51 win against Montezuma Cortez out at uh, the Palisade Tournament. Tucker Johnson, 20 points. Uh, uh, Eric uh, Bear had uh, 17 points for you. So those two guys really uh, delivered big in that win against the uh, Montezuma Cortez Panthers. And that's what we had, I think, a little bit that uh, Cortez did not have as a size. I mean, there's not very many Tucker Johnsons walking around or Eric Bears. And so um, I felt like those two were the difference. And actually, that whole weekend was good for us. I mean, Fruta is just different than everybody else. Um, but it still felt great. That was, a, that was a great game for us to start with. And then uh, the Central game, we had a squeeze to send it to overtime. And we just missed it. But um, I'm, I'm feeling great about where we're headed. Well, and like you said, you played some really good basketball teams. Fruto Monument, uh, they're one of the top teams right now in, in, in 6A. Uh, they're, they're undefeated, and, and they're going to get Centauri, uh, your opponent, uh, Friday night. They're going to get the Wildcats. will get Centauri coming up uh, tomorrow night. But uh, you've already played Montrose, which uh, Ryan Voringer's got the, the Red Hawks off to another outstanding start. So, I mean, you've your team is already somewhat battle-tested in, in what you've seen already with your non-conference play. And that's, uh, I mean... That's the, that's the good way to look at it. It's nice to play those tough teams early. Um, the, you'd like the record to indicate a little bit more on the upside, but early on I think we're, we're, we're doing all the things that we have to do, and I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see Centauri. I'm going to drive up and watch them in person tomorrow night. They're always well coached and ready to play, but um, I'm excited for the weekend. we got Centauri on Friday and then Alamosa on Saturday, so it's going to be a great weekend to get back in it. Rob Ames, Delta Panthers boys basketball coach, with us, and uh, right now the the Panthers uh, with the uh, two and four mark, and of course uh, down the road getting into four uh, A Western Slope League play. But uh, said another uh, non conference game with Centauri, as you mentioned, uh, Friday night at your place. Uh, they're off to a four and two start. Sadly, they don't have any stats on Max Preps. What can you tell <laughs> us about Centauri, Rob? That uh, we have not been able to glean from the website. Well, they're they're quick and they can shoot it. Um, they've got a couple kids left over from last year, but they're all they're just a great basketball program. I uh, watched a little bit of film when they played Durango, and um, Durango's got those big, long kids. Um, but they they got Durango, so that's why I want to come up and see them in person. Sometimes um, seeing them in person is a little bit better. But I'm excited for the challenge. I know that they're gonna they're gonna play fast. 
I know they're going to guard the daylights out of us, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the, for the game. Rob Ames, Delta Panthers boys basketball coach with us today. And just looking at the 4A Western Slope League standings, uh, of course, you have Steamboat, uh, your first uh, league game coming up here mm-hmm. in, in a couple of weeks. But uh, Aspen off to a 5-1 and one start. Uh, they're playing well. But uh, everybody else, it's you know, Basalt at 4-4, four four, Moffitt County's 4-4. Four four. Um, you know, there's, there's certainly Aspen is kind of early on with the non-conference schedule, Rob, kind of uh, set the, the pace, so to speak. But it looks like just looking at some of the, you know, the, the standings and, and the scores from some of the other teams in the Western Slope League, it's going to be a very competitive year in the, in the Western Slope League. It's going to be a, a real dogfight top to bottom. I think that's a, that's a great way to characterize it. I, I think Steamboat and Aspen um, are going to be the ones to chase. And I think Basalt, Basalt is long and athletic. They've got me concerned, too. I would say those are the three teams to really watch. But it's going to be one of those nights anytime you – Somebody can knock somebody off if you're not ready to play. Rob Ames, Delta Panthers boys basketball coach with us. And, Rob, when you look at uh, your team, we talked about uh, Bear and, and Eric Bear and Tucker Johnson on the way uh, they played in that game against Montezuma-Cortez. But uh, you know, kind of take us through a couple other guys, at least early on, that uh, you've been impressed with what you've seen from them uh, early start to the season. Well, Logan Clay, um, Logan Clay has not played basketball since his freshman year, realistically. He's gone through um, a disgusting run of injuries and now he's a senior um, and he's finally getting a chance to play. I'm, I'm just so excited to see him out there and play um, and he's doing a, a nice job leading for us. Clayton Cryer is our other senior and he plays hard all the time. I'm just excited for his year. He had a good year in football as well. So um, those, those are the guys. We've got a couple other guys, Joe Black and JP um, Gallegos. JP's an absolute gym rat and Joe Black is a is is also a great baseball player. He's long and athletic, so I'm just excited to, uh, to watch how this team is coming together. Their attitudes are great. They're for each other, and I always feel like when that happens, uh, you can beat somebody that you got no business beating when you start playing for each other, and that's what these guys are doing. All right, so the Delta boys and girls take on Centauri coming up Friday night at uh, the Panthers gym. Up seven thirty for your start, correct? Because I'm seeing Max Prep seven thirty. Your website said they're seven o'clock. With webs, <laughs> your website says seven thirty. What time is tip off for you guys, Rob? We well, the ball goes in the air at seven thirty. Sometimes I think they mess up the schedules because they want the uh, procrastinators to get there and get a good seat. Maybe I think that's a good idea. That's that's pretty that's pretty savvy actually when you think about it. Of course, then we'll have uh, Mark Cantrell have the coverage of the boys' game and the girls' game. Uh, girls tip it at uh, right around six o'clock coming up on uh, on friday night so uh, we'll have both those games over on the monkey our highway 50 game of the week the first one of 2024 delton centauri mark Antra of the call and of course you can hear uh, uh the panthers uh highway 50 game of the week 97.1 fm in delta this friday night always appreciate it thank you so much uh, rob and uh happy new year and uh, best of luck to you and the panthers we'll be talking to you more down the road Thanks, Jim. I appreciate talking to you. You guys have a great week. You too. Take care. Rob Ames, coach of the Delta Panthers boys basketball team. All right. Uh, 748. Jim along with uh, the Buckeye boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Let's see. Um, Kurt, I'm wondering why you never play Avalanche game clips with Connor McGahee. Do you not have permission? We do. Just make you ask questions. We do, but if, they don't post their highlights. They, that's the problem. Yeah, until we would, sometimes after our show the next day, like 
for instance, they played last night, their highlights that they post are usually their postgame show, which has music and Mark Bertinoli or whoever's at their studio and produced pieces. They don't post raw highlights highlights. on an FTP site like the Broncos or Rockies used to. Broncos do Rockies used to. Right. And so, yeah, we don't, they don't have a site dedicated for Mm. just that. We go to the Avalanche site and that's where they post, which we have the permission to to use the audio from there, but it doesn't sound clean. Right. Because you said of all the music and everything Mm -hmm. else that we prefer not to do highlights that way. Just, it's a distraction. No, it's not, it's not the, we love Connor's goal calls. I mean, they're, they're among the best in the business. But like, you know, my mom used to say, just make you ask questions. (laughs) I will ask Chris Schaefer at Altitude. Yeah. Or Cole over there and say, hey, is there a chance we can get highlights? What? Nothing. Best of luck to you. I'll ask him. Godspeed. I'll ask him. Both are very accommodating gentlemen. Yes. So so I'll I'll ask them and see what 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 we They'll can just do. laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> no, they won't. They'll they'll take my question seriously. Well that's true. They may not laugh in the email, though. That's just laugh and laugh. Perhaps I'll just make a phone call. There you go. Because I've got both their numbers. I can call Please them. Please hold. Just... <laughs> then they'll come back. No. <laughs> I, no, I've got their cell numbers, dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't have an office number for them. I, I probably do somewhere, but. No, they're very <sighs> they're very good to us. <laughs> why, why are you cracking on our boys at altitude this morning? Jeez. Uh, no particular reason. I just want to know if, if the pile, number one, do you have a question for Connor McGahee coming up later? Maybe number, that's Kurt's no, question. Number two, should should we ask Connor McGahee about the Kyle Keefe yes. parody video? Can you find that at some point so we can play maybe a little bit of, of him doing yeah. Connor? If that's a possibility, maybe sometime before we, we have Connor come on. I will do my best. It'll, yeah, it'll, I'll have to put it into the system. So I will do that here at the top of the hour break with any luck. Okay. So, Kurt, hopefully that answers your question. You know what? We'll look into it because that's what we do here. We'll ask Connor why we don't use this island. That'll be fun. Connor will be no. like, I, no. I don't know. He'll be like, so I guess, a- you know, Jimmy, as it turns out, why don't you use my highlight? You know, Jimmy, there are seven colors in the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> and you should be using my highlights. It's so funny. Oh, it's so good. It it is really funny. I I I just I think when 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 Cal Keefe does the uh, when he does Mosier though, because I've got that Nirvana T-shirt. Yeah, the Mosier that he that he's wearing. Cal Keefe because if you haven't seen Cal Keefe dresses up as all the altitude altitude, altitude avalanche broadcasters, mm-hmm. and he's dressed like all the like. He has a really weird, crazy-looking suit like Mark Rycroft. Yep. Mosier, he's got the Nirvana the T-shirt. The Nirvana T-shirt. With, like, the, with the, the zip-up sweatshirt yeah. on over the top of it. And he's very much a dude. Bro. 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 He says bro twice. Bro. That's great. I just... And there's, what, Katie Goff? Katie Goss, yeah. Or Goss, excuse me. Where she's... Where he, She's makes like fun. the airhead valley girl type. Makes fun of her lifting weights a lot. 
<laughs> I was hoping for 80s, but 60s will do. Yeah. It's like, she's lifted 60 pounds? Jeez. Dang, go get it. Okay. But it's pretty funny. Uh, John Michael Lyles makes fun of him and his love of wine because doesn't he have like a wine? I think he owns he's, a, he, he's a vintner, isn't he? Something like that. But he does a lot of hits for Altitude TV from his wine studio in his house. Yes. And he's a big snowboarder too because yeah. he's dressed up like to go snowboarding. Yeah, if you can find the clip at some point, I'll that'd, see what be, I can do. that'd be that'd be fun to to play that. So the pile gets an idea of, of what we're what talking, the hell we're talking we're like, about. What are you guys even talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know. Because I, I don't know if it made the air. This whole bit. It, I hope it did. But I don't know if it did for sure. See, and part of me thinks, should I text Connor and say, hey, can we ask you about the Kyle Keith You know, that might parody not be a bad thing? way to go about it. <laughs> so he might go, no. Because then he could say, I'd rather not. But now, since we've talked about asking him or texting him on the air, if we don't bring it up, then everybody's going to know he didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> and then I feel like it's going to make him look worse. I'd, I'd rather say, we're going to do we this. We saw the Kyle Keefe thing. Yeah. Are you okay if we ask you about it? Because, uh, <laughs> and, and I like to think we're underestimating Connor's sense of humor. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Like, I've seen it, some of the videos Connor does. Because it's not with, savage at all. It's no. just It's just making fun of him. He... He really likes to explain things. He mm -hmm. knows a lot. Of, he's a very smart guy, and it kind of makes fun of how smart he is. Right. It kind of pokes fun about how, you know, smart that Connor McGahee is. But also, I've seen Connor's videos where, like, doing the stuff in the Stanley Cup final, doing on-the-street stuff with Rycroft and Mosier and that sort of thing. Like, Connor feels perfectly fine poking at himself. Because he does on our program Because he does constantly. all the time. You know, so I feel I'm 70% confident that he's cool with it. See, and I'm higher than that. I think it's, I'm, that sounded weird saying that. Uh, <laughs> neither one of us are high today. Um, my confidence level is higher. <laughs> I'm going to say 85% that he's okay go with it. I'm going to go right. 85% with it, that he's okay with us talking about it. Who would have the biggest problem with how they were portrayed? Oh. Uh, Probably the two guys in there he's making fun of that we don't know very well. Yeah. Like Lenny or Kenny or whatever. I think Mosher's okay with it because no Mark pseudo well enough. Yeah. From all the years that he's come on and talked to him a couple times in person mm -hmm. at uh, affiliate nights. Mark very much likes to have fun. I also had to send Mark's credit cards back to him, and he left him in Junction one time at the yeah, hotel. that was fun. <laughs> it's a good time. All right, uh, hour two coming up.